It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz, and today the Adam Ritz Show is on campus at Mount Aloysius College in Pennsylvania, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we are here to honor you uh, for your community service and your integrity and your character. We are proud to partner with the Caught in the Act Awards. We travel campus to campus and give away this award to a single student athlete for their character and community service and, and their, their performance off the field. Uh, we were talking to the coaching staff earlier, and it was unanimous, unanimously voted. Uh, and this is the first time it's ever happened that every single person in this room wins this award. So congratulations. Give yourselves a round of applause. Now, I need uh, a spokesperson, one of you, maybe a senior, um, a leader, uh, a team captain, and you can pick who it is. Who is it? What? Bud? Come on down, bud. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause. Come on down. Is it Bud? Bud? Buck. Is it Buck? What's your name? Ryan. Ryan? I wasn't even close. I thought it was Bud. Okay. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Good. How are you? You've been chosen by your peers to be the spokesperson for Mount Aloysius College to talk about the um, community service and the integrity of every student athlete in this room. Now, what year are you and what is your team? I'm a senior and I'm on the soccer team. Okay. Now, I've heard from uh, earlier that your uh, conference does this uh, thing where they award um, different campuses for their community service. And out of eight awards, you guys won half of them. You won four of those awards. Is that correct? Yes. And give me an example of some of the community service projects you guys have done. Uh, the soccer team has done, we went to Indiana campus and set up a book drive where all the college students could go and buy books. Um, last year, we went up right up the road and cleaned up the, what was that place? The railroad museum up there. We cleaned up all the trash and stuff up there, so I'm not sure about any of the other teams, but. Okay, well, you're making the, play, the world a better place, a more beautiful place. Uh, let's have a female student-athlete to talk about what your team did. Who? Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Good job. Good luck to you. Let's have, now, who's this? Is your name Bud? No, it's not Bud. Okay, what's your name? Lindsay. Lindsay, okay, and what is your team? Uh, basketball. Basketball. And softball. And softball. And softball. Yeah. Double sport, all right. Yeah. And uh, either one of those teams, what are some of your service projects you've done? Uh, <laughs> oh, God, my new assistant. Uh, for the basketball team, we, uh, we did like a book collection. Well, not a book collection. It was a book bag set up um, in Altoona. Just uh, put more supplies and like put added supplies in, into some of the book bags and set them off to uh, the schools for like any of the needy children. Um, softball, we're kind of still thinking of some ideas. <laughs> softball, you want anybody on the softball team? I know, Did I know you have? We, I know we had a couple of kids um, 
also some of like unfortunate kids came up to the gym one day and we just like played a bunch of games with them. Just kind of got them involved, did some team building things with them. Well, that's inspiring to everybody listening, uh, student athletes, college students, getting involved, community service, high integrity, high character. Thank you, Lindsay, for coming on the show and representing, along with Ryan, all of the student athletes here at Mount Aloysius College. Give yourselves one more round of applause. The Adam Ritz Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. The show continues from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I'm on the campus of the University of Alabama, and we are lucky enough to have with us Ginger Gilmore. Hi, Ginger. How are you? I'm good, Adam. Thanks. Thanks for uh, joining us. This is the uh, holy ground of college football. This is uh, not only the athletic department with the Crimson Tide, but we are inside the football facility of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And Ginger Gilmore works closely with uh, the coaches and student athletes. Um, In what capacity? I am the director of behavioral medicine and athletic trainers. So from head to toe, in and out, I'm working with these guys and coaches too. So... As a sports doctor, that's what I'll call you because okay. I'm not that smart. I'm a C I student. Like a doctor. Um, you're taping ankles and hydration. I'm sure is important. It's very hot. Yeah. Training camp in Alabama. It's hot. It's uh, hydration's important. So outside of the medical stuff that you do with these guys, you also probably deal with um, drug or alcohol issues as well, and maybe even education. I do handle all the drug and alcohol education um, and make sure that we have programming for that. We make sure that we have uh, classroom education as well, and we have speakers come in like you. Well, I appreciate you having me here. I always have a great time with you and Coach Saban. Um, and these guys, they're like superheroes, the 25-inch necks. They're just great guys. And um, you can say what you want about elite college athletes, and, and um, if you think they're uh, entitled or if they're jerks, they're not. I mean, especially the more successful the teams that I meet, the, the nicer the guys are. So I, let me ask you right off the bat, as a, as a female um, in, a, in a male-dominated world, uh, talk about them as gentlemen. Well, they are from 17 to 24. That's our uh, end of the age groups on both directions. It's a, it's a huge time in their life to learn and to grow and to put in place what their demographics have taught them until they got here and then add all the character development and all of the life skills and all of the experiences that they get while they're in college here. And it comes from Coach Saban. He wants these young men to have the best opportunities once they leave here, and he is going to grow them up and teach them and require a great deal from them while they're here. So working as a female in an opposite gender sport, as an athletic trainer, plus um, adding the psychology, psychiatry, and counseling, and all of the other things, um, I don't have a problem with this. Coach put me in this position for a reason, because they need someone that they can turn to when things go wrong that don't necessarily have to be um, uh, eat nails and go punch through a wall. So that's my role here, and the men are gentlemen. And if they're not, it only takes one time to remind them, and then they won't make any any kind of <laughs> mistake after that. So nobody wants to get on Coach Saban's bad side, uh, or, or Ginger's. Uh, we're we're speaking with Ginger Gilmore. She's um, for my uh, small brain. We'll just call her the. She's the team doctor for the uh, Crimson Tide uh, Alabama football team. And uh, do you travel with the team? Are you on the away games? Everything. You're right there on the sidelines. I do travel. I'm not the team doctor, but I have been called the team mom, mom. but officially athletic trainer and director of baby medicine. But I do travel, and uh, that's the fun part, 
it's uh, Saturday is why we put in all these long hours and why we work seven days a week and we don't have holidays. It's for Saturday because when the team comes out of the tunnel and you've worked so hard as a collective group and you've sweated and you've bled together and you've cried together and uh, then you come out and you're ready to just play somebody else and you dominate that opponent, that's what it's all about. When you are on the road, um, or even at home for that matter, early September in Alabama, it's hot. You can always count on a player cramping up. When we as, as football fans and TV fans, when we're watching the games on television and a player cramps up on the field, there's two or three people from the staff run out, hold his leg, bring him some water. Is that you? That is me. I'm the one <laughs> with the ponytail and the hat. And, you know, we do so much to prevent dehydration um, that sometimes it, it actually works to our favor in competition. So that's one of our, our secret weapons is how much that we do to prevent dehydration and to make sure these guys are acclimated and in shape before we get to Saturday. So there you go for our listeners. Next time you're watching the Alabama Crimson Tide football, when you see a player go down with a cramp or a injury, um, Ginger Gilmore is the one in the ponytail that runs out, that uh, does the signature move where you put one hand on their shoulder and the other hand on their hip, and you say, are you okay? Or what's the, what's the standard question? Everybody wishes they were on the field to hear what you say. What do you say? What happened, man? <laughs> What happened, man? And you hope they can answer, because if they can't answer, then you're in trouble. Sometimes I have to say, please let go of my shirt. <laughs> well, we like talking to uh, athletic departments and, and coaches and um, team doctors and uh, athletic Train. trainers, athletic trainers and physicians about uh, some of the behind-the-scenes action with a football team and, and student-athletes and how involved they are with their community. Um, I know you were on campus when the tornado came through Tuscaloosa. All the football players got involved. Uh, here recently, they do a lot with Habitat for Humanity. Uh, I'm sure there's other maybe 5Ks or golf outings throughout the year, um, holiday, um, feed-the-hungry type things. Can you talk about some of the, uh, I guess, community service projects that these guys do here at Alabama? One of my favorite things that we do that people don't know about is on Thursdays of practice week, we have practice inside, and we always invite um, special needs terminal children to come to practice. It's heartbreaking how many requests we have from terminally ill children, and sometimes terminally ill adults um, or adolescents, and they will come, and we will not promote this in any way with the players, but the players know if you're there, it's very special. And if you are at practice, then you have a terminal illness. So I don't have to coach them up, no one does. The players will come over and they'll meet the child, meet the family, take a picture, sign autograph. And, and that's not you know, promoting anything, but you know, goodwill towards others. So it makes you so proud to be a part of this program when you see this unprovoked uh, humanity from guys that will go and smash against another team on Saturday. And it really brings tears to your eyes how genuine they are. It's humbling, and it's good to know. And I'm glad that we've got a platform here for our listeners to know that um, these football players aren't just 25-inch neck guys that smash the, the opponent. They're doing good. They're doing great work, and they're making a difference in their community. So we thank you for that story. Uh, we thank you for... 
running on the field and saying, "What happened, man?" I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna hear your voice every time I watch any trainer on any game run out on the field and touch the player that's hurt. What's it, what happened, man? Uh, before I let you go, Ginger Gilmore with uh, Alabama football. Um, let's have a little bit of fun and tell me your most favorite Alabama Crimson Tide football story on the field or off. Well, uh, people don't know this, but I was the first female student athletic trainer in the history of Alabama football. So the only female out there at all times uh, as an undergrad student. Well, one morning I did not wake up in the sorority house on time. And uh, when I did arise, I looked at my clock. I was already 30 minutes late for practice. So I had this flood of impending doom fall upon me. Uh And I just got up, got dressed, ran to practice ran to the indoor facility because practice had started, opened up the door slowly, and it made such a loud noise. <laughs> coach Stallings was our head football coach at the time. Everybody stopped, turned, looked at me, walking in, the only female there, late. And after that, I was never late again and haven't been, but I got the nickname of Sleeping Beauty after that. Incident. So I was terribly embarrassed. It was horrible, and I was not a good representative of female athletic training at that time. And that would be a nightmare that I had with Alabama football. And you're, and you're still known as Sleeping Beauty all these years yeah. later? What yeah. year was that, or how long ago was that? That was uh, probably... 89 or 91. Oh, wow. So you've been constantly since then, you've been on the staff here at Alabama? No, you've left. Okay, where where'd you, where have you been? Where's your travels? Well, I went and got a degree from Northwestern State University in Natchitoches, Louisiana, Go Demons, Forkham. And then <laughs> that was my first job. So I worked there, and uh, it was a great experience. Loved it. And then I came back here. Well, that's fantastic. As an undergrad, um, almost like an internship as, as a student, I guess, a student trainer, and then to be back now as a professional in this time of your life with the success that this team has had. I mean, this has really got to be a dream job. I want your job, but I have no education and no skills. It's a great job. It's never the same day twice. I love coming to work. I love coming to work with the people that I work with. We have a great staff. The kids are great. Uh, it is great, and I plan on staying here you know, as long as I can, as long as they'll have me. It's my 21st year on staff so i love it and uh it's a great place to be congratulations for that longevity and uh, your success here and the team and i'm glad most glad about that story you told about the kids Uh, i call them kids because i'm so old now your your players your student athletes that work with the terminally ill Mm -hmm. uh, special needs children that's amazing to hear Mm -hmm. thank you again ginger gilmore for all of your efforts and for appearing on our show thank you thanks adam and we want to see you back here and we appreciate you coming to spend time with us roll tide Roll Tide. Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker, interviewing amazing people from coast to coast. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Ritz or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show. We continue from Sun Life Stadium in Miami, Florida. Our guest is Paula Bossler. Hi, Paula. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm excited to meet you with uh, your purple shirt on, the major color of the FedEx logo, and you are uh, uh, kind of a bigwig with FedEx. What's your title? (laughs) I'm um, You're important. I'm in the corporate communications group. And yeah, that's I don't should I send you a resume? I don't know. I, I might want to work for you. I don't know. Maybe you do. <laughs> that's a brush off. <laughs> I've heard that before. Paula Bosler is our guest with FedEx and uh, one of the major sponsors of the All Pro Dad Father and Kid Experience. I've been to the uh, events in Pittsburgh, in Indianapolis, and now here in Miami with the Dolphins. Uh, how did you guys get involved with this? 
Well, we started probably about four years ago in Indianapolis um, when we were contacted about participate. FedEx was contacted about participating, and uh, we have our second largest uh, hub in Indianapolis and a large employee base. So we thought it would be a great opportunity to uh, work with the Colts and work with All Pro Dad, um, get our employees involved, and and sort of see what the program was about. And really, from there, we've grown. We've we've done um, the program in in Baltimore previously. We've been in Pittsburgh the last few years and this is our first time in Miami and we're very excited to be here. Our employees love it to be able to get on the field and um, really work with the community and um, show that we um, really value um, the communities in which we work and live. The volunteers that you bring uh, with the FedEx purple shirts, it seems like it's I mean, this is such a cool thing. It almost seems like it's a reward for them. Do you have, I mean, more employees than you can bring? How do you pick which employees gets to be the FedEx volunteers for these events where you get to tour an NFL stadium, meet NFL personalities and head coaches? Who, who gets in? Well, really, FedEx, really all around the world. I mean, we have tremendous employees who volunteer thousands and thousands of hours a year to giving back to their communities, and and we do numerous programs. Um, so when we do something new, it, it sometimes it's, it can be a little challenging um, because there's already so much going on. But when you have um, you sort of dangle a carrot like doing an event at an NFL stadium, you do have a lot of folks who want to sign up. Um, so we, um, an event like this, they really need a lot of volunteer support. So we're fortunate that really whoever can sign up and has their schedules available to do this um, were able to come today. And really a neat part is that they're able to bring their kids to help us yeah. work, and, and that's what we really like about it. Well, the kids, you can just watch uh, the event. They, I think their favorite part is the FedEx footballs that you guys are handing out. I mean, they're everywhere. You get bombarded. Yeah, that's actually, we, we, we feel, feel like that that's probably the, the, the best giveaway that we have. And, and um, we really like seeing the, uh, the purple football sort of shooting through the air. So. Paula Bosler is our guest with FedEx. And I want to ask you about the, uh, is, is the special branding involved with FedEx Cares. This is, uh, I'm assuming, the division of FedEx corporate that actually does foundation work, charity work all, all across the world. Fed Am I right? FedEx Cares? Well, it's really our sort of our umbrella statement for all of our charitable um, giving programs and kind of just puts the, the stamp on, on what our, our movement is. And, and, and uh, it's FedEx Cares could be one employee, you know, volunteering a Saturday morning at their local food pantry, or it could be hundreds of employees. Um, kicking off our United Way campaign. So it's really FedEx employees out in their communities anywhere in the world giving back. So it's more of a mindset than uh, it's a mantra. It's not necessarily a brand. Exactly, yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, Paula Bosler from FedEx and FedEx Cares is with us here on the Adam Ritz Show. And uh, you were mentioning earlier uh, about other events you do with the NFL, besides the All-Pro Dad, uh, which isn't even – the NFL, to be honest with you. All Pro Dad is part of Family First. It's a completely separate entity. What else do you guys do with the NFL? 
Well, FedEx is actually the official um, express delivery company for the NFL, so we are delivering um, pretty much anything that's, that the NFL sends, uh, sends out. Um, and um, as we get ready for the next Super Bowl um, in New Orleans, um, FedEx is very busy getting preparing for, for those moves. And af having experienced the Super Bowl last year in Indianapolis, um, it's, it's really amazing. It's quite a, uh, an endeavor to... Um, really transport, deliver everything that goes into uh, hosting a Super Bowl. And so um, FedEx and the NFL have had a long, um, many-year partnership um, uh, in that. Um, we're also involved um, on the charitable side. We have a couple of programs that we, we do. Uh, one is with Junior Achievement um, and the Air and Ground Player of the Week. You may have, um, be familiar with that. So fans can go to NFL.com and um, vote for their favorite um, player on offense and defense um, each week, and the winner um, is awarded um, a grant for their local junior achievement in their community. So that goes on through the entire um, NFL season, and then at the end of the year, there's um, a, an official player of the year, so there'll be an air winner and a ground winner, um, and then a larger contribution is made to their local JA chapter. That's fantastic. Uh, and then finally, I know you're busy, you got to go. What is your, personally, for you, Paula, what, what is your favorite moment from working behind the scenes? Your VIP access? I mean, have you had lunch with Peyton Manning? I mean, uh, what's your favorite moment? Um, you know, I... I... I would have to say, being a, a, a native Miamian and being able to walk on the field here um, uh, is quite exciting to me. Um, and I, living in Indianapolis, you know, you don't get that chance very often. But I think my favorite moment really is our employees really love the opportunity to be able to give back. So it's really meeting them and watching them, um, you know, in their communities um, because we have such a great team and interacting with these kids that are here. I mean, it, it just makes it makes you feel good about it. Paula Bossler from FedEx, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great rest of the day here at the All Pro Dad event here in Miami. Thank you very much. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. Our next guest is a national keynote speaker, a comedian, a singer. How many hats do you wear? Well, I, <laughs> uh, on any given day, I don't know. They, you're, you got them. Uh, um, Comedy and motivational speaking kind of usually sums it up. He is Craig Tornquist, and Craig, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. We talk about social awareness, student leadership, community service. This is all stuff you're dealing with coast to coast as a national motivational speaker. That's right. I do about 200 programs a year. Wow. Uh, last year, three of them went really well, and uh, so <laughs> percentages are way up. Well, you've got that going for you, which is nice. So um, you work, I, I heard, overheard in the hallways, your, your next stop is a SAD national convention, the Students Against Drunk Driving. Yep, and actually they changed their name several years ago to Students Against Destructive Decisions. Wow. Um, and this is the 14th year in a row that I'll be hosting their national conference, and that's in Orlando. And SAD has been great to me. That's been a, a, a terrific fit for, I've got a very positive message and like to talk to students about making the choices that will get them to where they want to go. And uh, I have a very happy story. Um, my dream is to someday be named the SAD Comedian of the Year, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm uh, always interested in branding and how companies rebrand themselves and organizations rebrand themselves. Is that because drunk driving numbers are going down and other destructive behavior is going up? Or is that just so they can include drugs and drug awareness and stuff like that? Well, I, I, I think what they found was that uh, there were lots of different ways for students to derail their dreams. And they wanted to broaden their focus um, uh, it, because not every student was drinking and driving, but, um, uh, I don't know. I think they just wanted to not have their hands tied so much and, and really wanted to be interested in helping students make positive choices in a variety of areas. So this goes from bullying to eating disorders. I mean, all the different pressures that are on teens, they wanted to have a, a positive peer to peer influence. Craig Tornquist is our guest, a national uh, leading motivational speaker dealing with student leadership and all kinds of social issues when you perform on stage. And it's a performance. I mean, this is not a motivational speech. It's a, it's a comedy show. Singing and dancing, even. Have you ever hurt yourself dancing? Uh, no. Uh, sometimes when they throw money, it, you know, it hits me in the wrong <laughs> way. But, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I learned a long time ago that students want to be the stars of the show. And so I try to win them with some comedy. Uh, and then I turn it over to them. There's a lot of audience participation, um, you know, a, a lot of influences from the old comedians. I've studied them all, and uh, Johnny Carson, David Letterman, Rich Little, you know, the impressions. There's, uh, I do a lot of impressions in the show and uh, singing. And um, so, uh, I don't know, I, 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 I usually go one direction for about three minutes, and then we change gears and head a different way. And um, But the more that I can make the students the stars – the more fun it is for them and for me because it's not the same way every show. What's your favorite thing to do on stage, performing-wise? Uh, I like anything that involves uh, uh, the audience participation stuff because it's dangerous uh, and it's fun. Uh, there's a doo-wop tune where I bring a couple guys out of the audience and teach them <laughs> some Motown moves. And uh, they're usually a little reluctant until the women scream the first time. Yeah. And then you can see their posture changes and they think, well, that didn't hurt so bad. Uh, and then they get into it, and they bring the house down. So I, I, I love those moments that are unrehearsed um, where y y you see the person you brought up on stage. You hopefully put out a, a safety net for them so they're going to be successful. But to watch them blossom uh, and connect with an audience is great. You know, Then I get out of the way and smile. Well, I'm not going to let you leave this radio show without something you dropped about two minutes ago. Impressions. Oh, wow. Well, uh, you I, got, I do a lot what do you of got? Singers, though. I mean, uh, you know, if you came and saw it, it'd be Elvis, Willie Nelson, uh, Kermit, Neil Diamond, Sammy Davis Jr. Now, I don't do those for the students. Those are, that's my adult corporate show because the students have no idea who those people are. Um, <laughs> and so that's where we change gears. When I, when I go older, the, uh, um, there isn't as much audience participation. They don't want to work. They just, no, make us laugh, and yeah. then we're, we're cool with that. But, oh, my gosh, uh, uh, Bill Clinton is an old-timer, you know. And I, I do a lot of the old ones for the old people. Uh, um, so, uh, anyway, but that, that, that's the thing. i got to have the music. Okay. You, you don't want this a cappella. Trust me, it's not pretty. Well, can I request an a cappella Kermit the Frog? Uh, Kermit the Frog here. Hi-ho. I do Rainbow Connection. You know, that's, uh, that's, I love that fun. as a kid yeah. growing up. Now, yeah. let me ask you, since, okay, you're, you're, all those old-time voices and impressions work for the older corporate mm -hmm. audience, not for the student-athletes right. in the high schools, that means that in your private time with a mirror by yourself, you're practicing some Justin Bieber or somebody, some Kanye. You are. Uh, no, I've given that up, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, I, that's funny because uh, I, I, I love the impressions that I do and everything. Well, and, and that's changed since you and I were kids. When we grew up, there were three channels. Everyone watched the same thing. Johnny Carson defined pop culture. 
Now there are 5,000 channels. No one's listening to the same thing. All of the shows are disposable. Yeah. And, 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 and so it's really hard now to do an impression of people that everyone knows. You know, um, and, and so that's why I've kind of phased that out and I do more now on in my adult show parenting and, and, and I'm making fun of myself. Um, but that's why I quit doing impressions is because I couldn't figure out which, you know, if I did a great Justin Bieber impression, who over the age of 28 would know? Yeah. You know, is it good or not? You know, we don't know what song he's singing, yeah. you know. And so that's that's been a change in my act and my career and that's, I've had to to adapt to the changing technology and the, the choices people are watching YouTube, you know, for entertainment now. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't, the, you, you, you got to have a common frame of reference in order for people to, to laugh. I mean, they got to know what you're talking about. Um, so, um, that's kind of a serious answer to your question, but that has been the reason for the change in the show is because of, uh, of that technological change. Craig Tornquist is our guest, a professional comedian slash motivational speaker, works a lot with student leadership. And I got to believe when you get off stage and you do the doo-wop song and people uh, applaud you on your singing talents, that's a good feeling. Uh, but let's go on the other side of, of the feedback, when people applaud you for what you said or how you made them feel. From the social awareness, leadership, community service, uh, you do work with Special Olympics. I mean, when you get off stage, what are some of the things people say to you that make you think, you know, I think I'm doing a good thing here? Well, you can see it in their eyes normally when you connect with them. And the, the quote that I end all of my student shows with is from a, one of my favorite comedians named Red Skelton, who I actually got to meet one time, uh, which was one of the highlights of my career. But the message is your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with your talent is your gift back to God. And I, I just, you know, uh, I want people to know that they're not a mistake. And I do a lot of church programs, and I'm very comfortable talking about my faith in, in that environment when I'm invited to do so. But um, um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm one that likes to make a point and get off it, but I also want people to know um, that they're they're not a mistake, and they do have an opportunity, many opportunities every day, to lighten other people's loads. Um, and you know, if, if we can do that and laugh along the way, I, I want them to to feel better walking out than they did walking in normally. I like the show. I've seen you perform. You're outstanding. Uh, how can we get in touch with you? Our listeners learn more about you, maybe through Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, uh, um, I've got a website, which is craigtornquist.com, C-R-A-I-G. Tornquist is T-O-R-N-Q-U-I-S-T. Um, Facebook is Craig Tornquist Comedian. Just, you know, uh, request friends and uh, uh, I, I have very low standards for my friends. Uh, I'll say yes. Uh, <laughs> Greg Tornquist, a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Good luck. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.